Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howe. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. Hallelujah. Tonight, I want to minister on receiving guidance from God. How to receive guidance from God. And certainly you must concur that if there's ever a time when we really need to know that we're receiving guidance from God, it is right now. And so I'm going to go ahead and ask the video department. I thank God for them and their diligence and how they certainly respond to me because sometimes I go here and there, but they'll, they'll jump right on board with me. But tonight, let's go ahead and look at our nuggets. I think it'll be impactful if we just do it and then uh, minister as the Spirit of the Lord will lead us. Nugget number one. Ready? Let's read together. You've been with us long enough to know how it goes. And thank God for all of our new viewers. I pray that you'll be blessed tonight as well. Ready? Let's read. At all times, I will trust God. Now, notice I'm trying to tone it down a little bit because it is so important today. Things are just getting really, really crazy. And so we really need to know that we're hearing from God so that we're going in the direction that God wants us to go and our family. Let's say it one more time. At all times, how many times? At all times, I will trust God. Nugget number two. All guidance must be in harmony with the word of God. Boy, that's a keeper. That's a a guardrail. All guidance must be in harmony with the word of God. Nugget number three. I will stop making guidance complicated. Ooh, Jesus. Our video man said that's good, so it must be good. Let's go on. Nugget number four. Nugget number four. I willingly submit, not forcefully, not under rest, but I willingly submit to the lordship of Jesus Christ over my life. Oh God, I willingly submit. I I, I lay aside what I want to do and how I want to do it and when I want it to happen and I submit to the Lordship. He's not just Savior, but he's Lord. He, He not only is my Savior, but he wants to direct my life and that can only happen if I allow him to be Lord over the affairs of my life. Nugget number five, I believe. Nugget number five. You must get your own leading from God. Stop letting folks lead you around and let God lead you. And spend some time with God so that you can discover how God leads you. Because the way God speaks and leads you may be different than myself or someone else that you know. Last but not least, nugget number three, number six. Let's read it again. Beware of counterfeit guidance. Beware of what? Counterfeit guidance. Say it again. Beware of counterfeit guidance. I'm I'm always concerned about people who always got a word from God for me, but they never have a word from God for themselves. But every time, I mean, sometimes you almost, when you see him, you got to, you're tempted to run another direction. It, it, It disturbs me because God and I are on speaking terms. 
And I don't understand that out of all the fellowship that he and I have, that he never tells me what I need to know. But he's always telling somebody else. No, 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 no. That's not the way God operates. God will talk to you. He may confirm some things through somebody else, but God wants to talk to you. Can somebody say amen? Say this again. At all times, I will trust God. Say it again. At all times, I will trust God. When will you trust him? At all times. That means no matter if things look good, I'm trusting him. If things doesn't look like it's working, I'm trusting him. If I got a good report, I'm trusting him. If I get a bad report, I'm trusting him. If everybody's with me, I'm trusting him. If everybody leave me, I'm trusting him at all times. Good God of mercy. I will trust God. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3, a very familiar passage of Scripture. But let's go there, Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 5. Proverbs 3, verse number 5. Let's read together. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not or depend not on your own understanding. Verse 6, in all your ways. How many of your ways? In all your ways, acknowledge him. What happens? When we acknowledge God in everything we do, when we depend on God in everything that we do, he promised that he would lead us and guide us. Oh, Jesus. In all ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct our path. He shall direct our path. Amen. These verses, listen now, these verses that we've just read, they are directed to the person who diligently studies the word of God. These verses, these verses we've just read, 5 and 6, Proverbs 3, chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, these words are directed to the person who diligently, diligently study the word of God. They are totally committed to God. Anybody totally committed to the Lord tonight? Come on now. Anybody can't see your hand in your living room. Is there anybody here listening in this broadcast who are totally committed to God? It's, it's, it's comforting to your very soul when you know that you're totally submitted to God. Guess else who, who knows when you're totally submitted to God? When you're totally submitted to God, you're not the only one who knows it. The devil does too. Hallelujah. James, the half-brother of Jesus, he said, submit yourselves to God totally and then resist the devil and he'll have to flee from you. One translation says that he'll go the other direction in terror. Hallelujah. When you're totally and completely submitted to Almighty God. Now, let's go to Psalms, to the largest chapter in the Bible, in the book of Psalms. Let's go to Psalms chapter 119, verse 105. Notice what uh, 105 says. He says, your word, the psalmist said, your word, O Lord, is a lamp to my feet and it's a light unto my path. Ooh, let's say it again. Your word, O God, it is a, it is a lamp to my feet, and it's a light 
to my pathway. That's how I know how to walk in obedience. Because who God? Because obedience is in the light and disobedience is in darkness. That's how I know that I'm walking in a way that's pleasing to God. Because a walk that is pleasing to God is a walk that is in the light. And as long as I'm in the light, amen, I don't entertain darkness. That's how we know when we've got off track. Why? Because the light is on track. Darkness is off the track. Light is God's way. Darkness is the devil's way. Light is the obedient way. Darkness is the disobedient way. Your word, O Lord, is a light unto my feet. It's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Amen? Is this blessing anybody? The Holy Ghost always, somebody say always. The Holy Ghost always uses the word. The Holy Ghost always take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God when he's leading us. The Holy Spirit will always, say always, the Holy Spirit will always use the word of God to guide you and I. The word of God, the word of God says, taking the shield or the sword of the spirit, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Hallelujah. So when the Holy Spirit is leading us and guiding us, he will always say always. He will always use the word of God. Oh, God, I'm saying it over and over and over. Go to Ephesians real quick. Ephesians chapter six. Ephesians chapter six, receiving guidance from God. Everybody's trying to guide you. But there's only one who know how to guide you right. Because, oh God, because to guide somebody correctly, you need to know all about them. I need to know everything about you so that I will know how to direct you to proceed. And the only person I know who knows everything about us, that's not even our spouses. That's not the pastor. That's not your best friend. And it may, your, it may be your road dog, but nobody tells everybody everything. <laughs> God, why, why? Because even when you say you told it all, there's some things you purposely forgot to tell. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But there is somebody, whether you tell him or not, he still knows. And so when you yield to the one who know all about you, he is well labeled. Why? Because he has all of the information. So he's well labeled to direct you correctly based upon everything about you. And when we submit to him and acknowledge him, he has coveted with us that he will lead us and he will guide us into all truth. If you're in trouble, he'll lead you out. If you're in a bad place, he'll lead you to the promised land. Is this blessing anybody at all? Are we in Ephesians chapter six? Look at verse number 17, 617. And take the helmet of salvation. And the what? And the sword of the spirit, which is, come on, which is the word of God. Now we know Apostle Paul, he's speaking in Roman military terminology. 
when he's explaining about the different armor. That's not my lesson tonight, but I just want us all to see that the word of God, the sword of the spirit is the word of God. So if you're going to defeat the enemy in your life, the only thing that will cut him, what will cut the devil is not what you think. Your tears won't cut him. Your dancing won't cut him. Your shouting won't cut him. But the word of God will cut him every time and cause him to back up. When Satan attacked Jesus, notice Jesus said it is what? He's talking about the word. The word of God. Hey man, the spirit of God, the sword of the spirit will defeat him every time. Now notice what I said, that the Holy Spirit will always use the word of God. The Holy Spirit will always use the word of God. All guidance, say all, all guidance from God will be in harmony with the word of God. All guidance from God. I said God, not your friend. All, I didn't say the pastor. I said all guidance from God will be in harmony with the word of God. Say that with me. All guidance to me from God will be in harmony with his word. Oh, God, that'll help you. That'll keep you. Now, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. I know I'm moving rather fast, but uh, hold on. Let's go. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Notice what we said. All guidance must be in harmony with the word of God. All guidance from God must be in harmony with the word of God, never apart from it. So all guidance from God will never be apart from the word of God. For examples, let's look at this. Uh, what did I say? Second Corinthians chapter six. Let's look at uh, verse number 14. Yes, verse number 14. L look at this. Do not be unequally yoked together with an unbeliever. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness, question. And what communion has light with darkness? Did, did you see that? So it's clear from the word of God that the Holy Ghost never leads a true Christian to walk in darkness. The Holy Spirit never leads a true Christian to walk in in darkness. And I just gave this as an example. There are certainly other examples that we could use, but this is a, a, I think a real elementary example where everybody can understand that God will never lead a Christian man. God will never lead a Christian woman to date an unchristian or unbelieving man or woman. In other words, you love God, you're serving God and you believe in God for a mate. God will not send you a sinner man or a sinner woman to be your husband or your wife. Now you can take them, but God didn't send them. Oh my. Are, are you all listening? Now, if you're already in it, now you're going to believe God for grace and mercy and patience and all of that to get through it. But based upon the word of God, the Holy Ghost will never lead us and guide us in any direction that is not in harmony with the word of God. And the word of God says that what fellowship has light. Notice that God calls the Christian light and he calls the unbeliever darkness. And he says, what fellowship do they have? Well, we understand this, that if God is your father, you're in the light. 
And if God is not your father, you're in the dark. Well, who's the father of darkness? So how, how is that union going to be, amen, the way it needs to be when, when you got different father-in-laws? One's, you know, saying go the right way, and the other one is saying, you know, go your own way or go the world's way. Come on now. Is this helping anybody? Look, look, look what Jesus said. I think this is good. Look what Jesus said in John chapter 8. Receiving guidance from God. By the time we're finished this, this, uh, this afternoon or morning or this early evening, I, I believe you're going to have some tools in your toolbox that you can apply so that you can understand better how to know when you're being led by God or something else is trying to lead you. Are you in John chapter 8? Look at verse number 12. John 8, verse number 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, now we know this is the case where Jesus was dealing with a woman who was caught in adultery, and they wanted to stone her. And Jesus bent down on the ground and started writing. I, I don't know, maybe he was writing all of the people who wanted to stone her. He was writing the things that they've done. I know by the time he got finished, they all walked away. And, and, and there she was standing, just her and Jesus. And then Jesus said, then Jesus spoke to, to uh, the, then Jesus said, look at verse 11. She said, no one, Lord. He said, he said, where are your accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? And the woman said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and what? And sin no more. Go and sin no more. Then Jesus spoke to them again, all the accusers, saying, he's going to get in trouble now. I am the light of the world. Who is Jesus? He's the light of the world. We're not the light. He's the light. But when we're in him, we reflect the light that he is. Glory to God. It's just like the moon. The moon doesn't have light. The only thing that has light in orbit is the sun. But when you look up at night, it looks like the moon has light. But the moon is only reflecting the light that's off the S-U-N. In the world, we don't have any light of our own. We only have the light of the S-O-N. And when we're in alignment correctly with him, we reflect that light to the world. But it's not our light, it's his light. Glory to God. So all glory and all honor and all credit belongs to him. And so if you're in the light, you're only a, your only thing that you can do, you're in a position now to reflect the light to the world. Hallelujah. Does that bless you tonight? Look at John chapter 8 again, verse number 12. Then he spoke to them again saying, I'm the light of the world. He who follows me. Oh my, here, 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 here's the conditions. He who follows me. Now there's one thing to say you're following him. And it's another thing to follow. But he said, he who follows me shall not walk in darkness. But have the light of life. Jesus said, he who what? Follows me. Any followers of Jesus Christ tonight? Let me see your hands all around the world. Wave them in your house. Wave it in the air like you really do care. Because it's a joy to walk in the light. And it's not our light, it's his light that is being reflected off of our lives. But Jesus said, he who follows after him shall not walk in darkness. So you can't walk with Jesus and practice sin too. 
I didn't say you couldn't see it. I said you can't practice. Glory to God. Uh, say this with me. I will stop. Come on, say it out loud. I will stop making guidance complicated. Go to Proverbs 16 real quick. Proverbs 16. I'm already there. I can't wait for you. Proverbs 16. Look at verse number nine. A man's heart plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. Aren't you glad tonight that the Lord is directing your steps? Is the Lord directing your steps tonight? Well, if he's not, before this service is over, we're going to give you an opportunity. First John chapter 2, you don't need to turn there, verse 20. It says that, that, uh, that, we, that we have an unction from the Holy Ghost. That as a believer, as a spirit-filled child of God, we have an unction from the Holy Ghost. We know all things because we have that anointing. The anointing God rests upon our lives. And if there's ever been a time when we need to know, I was listening to something the other day and these parents were talking about how fearful they are and that their kids are afraid to go to school. And they, and they, they said that, told their mom and dad, never take me back to that school in Uvaldez, uh, Texas. Said, I don't ever go. One, Kirk, one child said, I don't ever go back to school. And the mother said, why do you want to go back to school? I'll take you to another school. And the child said, I don't want to ever go back to school, any school. And the mother said, well, why? She said, because it'll happen again. But I want you tonight that you don't have to be caught off guard as a child of God. We have the Holy Ghost. He's our helper. And if we'll allow ourselves to be sensitive to him, sensitive to him, sensitive to him, he will lead us and guide us. You can be doing something for 30 years and the Holy Ghost will say today, don't go. And it doesn't even make sense. I mean, you've been driving a certain way for 45 years and all of a sudden you attempt to drive that way again and the Holy Ghost said, don't turn right this time. I know you've been doing it for 45 years, but turn left today. As a matter of fact, he won't even say that much. He'll just say, turn left. Glory to God. And so if we're sensitive to him, he will lead us and he will guide us and he will protect us. Say this, I am willing. I willingly submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Say it again. I willingly submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ, come on, is Lord. Say it again. Jesus Christ is Lord. And I notice I keep saying Jesus Christ because when you say Jesus, a lot of folks will jump on board. But I want you to know the Jesus that I'm talking about. The Jesus I'm talking about, he's the anointed one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. All right, let's go to John and close out. John chapter 10. John chapter 10 Verse 27, John chapter 10, John chapter 10, verse, what did I say, 27? Look, look at this. Oh, this is good. He says, my sheep hear my voice. Not only do my sheep hear my voice, he says, and I know them. Ooh, Jesus. And they follow me. Who followed Jesus? His sheep. So it's not just you saying that, that you belong to God. The, 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 uh, the evidence, yeah, that's it. The evidence that you're following Jesus is that you do what he tells you to do. 
He says, my sheep hear my voice. Can you hear him? Because he said, my sheep hear my voice. And then he says, and I know them and they follow me. Look at the next verse. And I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hands. Good God of mercy. That's shouting ground. That means I know I belong to God and the devil's not big enough. He's not bad enough. He's not deceptive enough to draw me, to snatch me out of the hands of almighty God. I belong to Jesus and there's nothing the devil or the world can do about it. Hallelujah. Boy, that's shouting ground. I said that's shouting ground. He says, and neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hands. Good God of mercy. Who, who are we talking about? We're talking about the sheep that belong to Jesus. And how do they know they belong to Jesus? The word of God says that they hear his voice. And because they know the voice of Jesus, a stranger, they will not follow. Good God of mercy. This is good. This is good preaching here. Because we're his sheep, we can expect to have guidance. Because I belong to Jesus, I can expect God to guide me. Wow. I said, wow. I said, wow. The, the brand ownership is just like when, a, when a, a farmer or a livestock individual, when they have cattle or when they have sheep, uh, what do they do to signify their sheep from everybody else's sheep or cattle? They brand them. Come on now. Somebody's with me here. They brand them. And just like the cattleman will brand his cow or brand his sheep, or brand his horse so that whenever they get mixed up with other horses, he'll always know which horse belonged to him because, good God of mercy, because of the brand. And just like those of us who belong with Jesus, we can get together with all kind of people. But when Jesus speaks, those who belong to him in the crowd will hear his voice. Why? Because we've been branded by the Holy Ghost. Good God of mercy. We've been branded. We've been branded by the Holy Ghost. That's hallelujah. Our ownership. He said, I know them. He said, I know them. And, and my sheep, he says, I know them. And, and here's, a, here's a signifier. He says, not only do I know them, but I know them because they're obedient to my word. They follow after me. Is this good? I'm glad somebody knows me. He says, I know them. I don't know about you, but I'm glad somebody knows me. I'm not talking about you know me. I'm glad the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, hallelujah, that he knows me. Are you happy about it tonight? He says, I know those who belong to me. I'm glad. Are you glad? I'm glad tonight that somebody knows me. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that he know you? Aren't you glad that you know him? Hallelujah. But the way to know him is that first he has to know you. Glory to God. And so I'm glad tonight. Somebody ought to be shouting in their bedroom. I'm glad tonight because nobody in the world know you're here, but he know you're here. Nobody in the world's acknowledge you, but God says, I know you. And I'm here to tell you, if God know you, you got all the know that you need to know. Oh, God. Hallelujah. So allow God to speak. The way he chooses. I'm closing it out now. Allow God to speak to you 
the way he chooses. We know the story in 1 Samuel chapter 3 where Eli and, uh, and Samuel, uh, he heard the voice of the Lord, but he didn't know it was the Lord. He was sleeping. He woke up and he ran to Eli. He said, did you call me? And Eli said, no. He said, no, I didn't call. He said, go on back to sleep. So he, Samuel went back and laid down and, and, and tried to sleep. He heard the voice again. And then he ran to Eli. He said, yeah. he said, yes, sir, Lord. He said, what do you want? And Eli said, Eli said, I didn't call you. And so he said, go back and go to sleep. So the young boy, he's just a young boy, Samuel, who's going to be a prophet. Uh, he, he lays down again. He heard the voice again. He says, Samuel, Samuel. And then he, well, he jumped up and ran to Eli. He said, Eli. He said, did you call me? He said, listen. He said, the next time you hear the voice calling your name, say, Lord, here am I. Ooh, Jesus. Hallelujah. So the next time you hear the voice of God, open up your mouth and say, Lord, Oh, somebody's got this. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, say, uh, Eli said to Samuel, he said, speak, Lord, here am I. So the next time you hear the voice of God, you say, speak, Lord, come on, here am I. Oh, one of the most, this is important, one of the most, uh, I call it the, the, the most usual ways that God speaks or gives guidance is revealed in Isaiah. We'll, we'll close on this. We don't have any more time. I'm not saying it's the only way, but, but this is a prominent way in which God gives guidance. And it's revealed in Isaiah. Real quick, somebody needs this. I know some of you got to go, but some of you need this. Isaiah chapter 30. And look at verse 21. One of the most usual ways that God gives guidance is revealed in Isaiah. It's revealed in his word. Ready? Let's read. Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right, whenever you turn to the right hand or wherever you turn to the left, listen, listen, it'll, it'll be a still, small voice, not forceful, not pushy, but you'll hear, you'll hear a voice, not out here, but in here. You can just sense the leading of the Spirit of God and learn how to tap into that. Cultivate, discipline yourself in yielding to and taking note and listen for that still, small unction from God when he's endeavoring to lead you. Remember what I said, get your own leading from God and beware of counterfeit guidances. Beware of counterfeit guidances. I know our time is gone, but can you quickly turn to the last book in the Bible? Revelation chapter 1. I think this will help the serious student to stay in the perfect will of God. Revelations chapter number 1. And let's look at verse number 12. I have to move on because of time. Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me. And having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the feet and girded about the chest with a golden band. His head and hair were like white, like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes like a flame of fire. His feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace. And his voice... And his voice as the sound of many waters. And his voice as the sound 
of many waters. He had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, the word of God. And his countenance was like the sun shining in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. Get your witness from God and how God speaks to you. I'm telling you today, like never before, we need to know and understand the guidance of God. I trust that this message has blessed you. I pray that you'll listen to it over and over and over until you are clear in your spirit, clear in your heart, and how God speaks to you and how God leads you so that no one else will be able to come along and manipulate and use you, leading you and guiding you in a place that God did not call you to. In Jesus' name, walk in the light as he is in the light because there's no darkness in him at all. Wow, what an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach, 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.